Hello, welcome to EWO Wrestling Review Podcast, and we're back. This is Kenny. What's up, Jake? And today we're going to review this week in wrestling. If you saw last week, I feel like it's not like we're going to speed the podcast up. Well, it basically is, but we're going to kind of go through it like. We're going to basically power through these podcasts, like WWE review podcasts and stuff, just so, well, wrestling review, just so, I guess, I guess, um, sometimes when we're doing the, um, like, you know, we do the long rambling and stuff, which we're going to do in this podcast either way, but we sometimes never get to our points, so y'all, we are just left off in a confusing spot where so... How do you feel about this situation? You really never gave an exact answer. So we're going to try to do what we did last week, but not like as fast. We just skipped through the last, like we skipped through it very fast last week. We're going to go through these stuff. So are we ready? Yeah. Also, um, I'm uh, not sponsored. But um, I've tried Zevia. Yeah, finally. Yeah, um, I've tried the cola and Doctor Zevia so far. Okay, so I don't know what my least favorite would be, but personally, I feel like there was one that I just never really. I mean, it was good, but I never got behind. I probably. What? Um, I, I don't remember, honestly. It's like, is it the Dr. Zivium thing, or it's well, something that doesn't taste exactly like it, or whatever. It doesn't taste bad, but just doesn't... Probably the cola one. Yeah, the, yeah, the cola, it's like, um, the cola kind of has a bad aftertaste. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that it's supposed to be healthy, so... But by far the best one that you need to try next is the root beer one. That is okay. perfection. So cola obviously is like, um, I think it's like pep Pepsi or Coca Cola or whatever. That's like the kind of flavor. And Doctor Zevia is obviously Doctor Pepper. Yeah. Mm. Or I mean Pepsi Cola. That's what that's where I was going with. Um, it's Pepsi Cola, which. Uh, because like you can tell by the packaging, but um, yeah. Out of so far, I really like the Doctor Zevia because I'm a huge fan of Doctor Pepper, and it kind of tastes like it a little bit, but like a healthier version of it. But um, that's what I'm drinking right now, and I, I'm definitely gonna try the root beer again. Not sponsored, but I've been meaning to me and uh, me and my mom went to Target and. I saw it in the in the drink section, and I'm like, yes, there it is. <laughs> uh huh. It is expensive though. For what, it's not like super expensive, but basically, once one if you go on a diet or whatever, you will realize the more healthy, the more expensive. And yeah, it's pretty. What it was like six? It was like five dollars over here, which isn't that much. But if a whole pack, like a six can thing of like actual Dr. Pepper or Diet Dr. Pepper is like what uh uh two dollars or one sixty nine around there. Yeah then that's I mean, the difference. It's a huge difference. 
I think this one was like six bucks, which which uh, six bucks six packs. It's a dollar. Basically, it's like a dollar can. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I really do love those. Like I have a mini fridge, and I always fill them with those. So. Yep. It, I'm I'm getting used to the flavor because obviously it's healthier. So it's like, um, I'm getting used to the taste. I'm not used to the taste yet. So I keep like I'm still drinking so like actual soda right now and water, and milk obviously. But, um, I feel like once I get more to the used to the taste of them, then like I can cut. That's the, that's the point where I can cut out soda entirely and just like drink these. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And Zevias, let me just say, um, Zevias, they, um, yeah, like like you were saying, they're very good. And I mean, they're sold in Planet Fitnesses. They're sold at gyms, so they're really healthy. And that's crazy to me. Uh, and all these things, like, I'm not going to um, particularly say a, a name, but one healthy drink in particular that's very, very popular that is apparently a sparkling um, carbonated drink, I, I think, um, not too good. I mean, it, it tastes horrible. And it's, I, I guess, um, you don't know what I'm saying right here because I did um, talk about it in the past, like in our past EWO past conversations, not really about the drink, but more a few years ago, you know, the a little bit of the blank, that drink. So that particular drink is straight up horrible can never drink it and it's very very popular and people pretend it's good but it's really not and yeah unsweetened carbonated drinks are just pointless i i'm blanking on what that drink is right now that you're not saying and i have a feeling that i know what it is but we've talked about it so long we like i yeah. I remember us talking about it, but it's that's been that conversation was so long ago that I forgot what you said. Um, uh, I think I remember. Okay, I'm gonna um send you a quick meme. Uh, but yeah, and and yes, we do go off topic a lot in these shows, but I'm sure down the line, when me and Jake get way busier schedules and start doing crazy big things. Probably this podcast is honestly probably going to turn into a, um, I mean, Jake hinted it a while back, not really hinting it, but talked about it privately with us. That is probably going to end up happening. Literally going to be a Jake and Kenny show. That's literally probably going to happen. And that's going to be the far, far future. But I, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen eventually. Like being realistic. So, yeah, that's why. Well, um, speak. Uh, speaking of which, or not speaking of which, but uh, I would just like to say, um, go 
uh, I guess since that since you brought that up, I guess I guess I'll I'll say this. Go check out um, the the Brotherhood on Wattpad. It's a story I'm writing. It's um, chapter two is on the way, um, and oh that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've tried. I've I've tried it. Not as good as people say. It has like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah. I was like, I, I I got I got the chance to try it like actually, and it's like nope. It's like, I prefer um I prefer Zevia over that. Yeah. Not saying Ziva's bad or anything like that, but it's just yeah. like Ziva's way better than that. Yeah, and um, I forgot what I was going to... But yeah, definitely check out Brotherhood and stuff. Mm. But also, before we before we move on a little bit to our next like actual wrestling topic to Raw, I'm... I... Like, that made me smile. It made me so happy when you said you're a fan of Dr. Pepper. People give too much hate to Dr. Pepper. It's like ridiculous. Dude, um, like, if I would have to rank, or yeah, if I would have to rank my favorite sodas, it would have, to, I would definitely have to, like, like, top three would definitely have to be root beer, Dr. Pepper. And then, um, Cherry Pepsi. Cherry Pepsi. I do not remember, but people are going crazy about that stuff. But, but, I'll continue and say, people always do Dr. Pepper versus, um, Coke. And everybody always chooses Coke. Coke is, Coke is bearable. I all drink Coke. It's, It's fine. But, like, it's nowhere near Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's way better. Mm. Like, Coke... People say Dr. Pepper tastes like medicine. How do you ever try Coke? It, wasn't it... It literally... Didn't it start as a... Or was that Dr. Pepper that started as a medicine? I don't know. Um, mm. I think it was Coke. Let me know that started as a drug, but I think Dr. Pepper actually is doctor and all that, so probably... But yeah, I, I don't. Mm, I will say though, Mr. Pibb over Dr. Pepper. I will say that though, it's a little bit sweeter, which is it has it's it's a good thing. But it's like it's the sweeter, like kind of not off-brand version, but like. I do, I do love Dr. Pepper, but I'll take Mr. Pibb in a heartbeat. So, yeah, I, I've never, I mean, I have tried Dr. Pibb, but I don't remember it, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> but going on. Love, love how we started off the the review, uh, the um, wrestling review podcast with a, talking about drinks. <laughs> Corey Graves and uh, um, I don't remember the other guy. I forgot the guy's name. The NXT guy, NXT commentator Vic Joseph. If they could go off, if they could go off track, we can. So. <laughs> I definitely um, think that was an important topic to talk about for our podcast future. Surprised we haven't done a soda tournament, honestly. But, anyways, it looks like that's coming soon. <laughs> let's, anyways, let's move on to uh, um, raw. I've been on raw. Um. There's gonna be stuff. We, what's your, what are you eating, by the way? Portent. <laughs> Pizza. Okay. From. From. Little Caesars. Okay, fair. That's valid. So moving on. They. Uh, they they just got their they just got their new um. Um. Crazy calzone pizza, which is a pizza that they fold that that they fold up the crust to, like make like four big, uh, or four mini calzones. It's it's very good. I had to try it, and so I got to try it tonight. That's man. That what what is like? Man, they are making any. They like they are making everything for the pizza. You think they'd run out of ideas? Um, freaking Pizza Hut at one point had a crustless pizza, which I do not recommend. I hope they don't sell that anymore. Oh, gosh, that was nasty. It wasn't like it was nasty, but it was just a dumb idea. Crustless pizza. I mean, what's the what's the point? It's like just eating cheese and pepperonis. But yeah. yeah for people who don't like the crust, perfect. But If you don't like crust, and you eat pizza, like, that is like saying, I like milk, but I don't like dairy. I, I feel bad for y'all, but. I actually, well, well, okay, hold on. There are some times, I like the crust, but sometimes it's too much bread. I will say that. Just, just sometimes. See, something I've learned. Well, yeah. Pizza is definitely like a magician's um, trick. Like, if you if you pour a bunch, like, if you have a bunch of bread and make pizza, but pour a bunch of pizza sauce and cheese, it would even it out. It's like that mathematical. A lot of places, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to lose a sponsor in the future, but some places, um, they don't put enough sauce, or they put too much sauce, which the same place I'm referring to has both of the same problems. Um, I'm just going to say, um, I'm sure you probably don't know, a place that I talked about a lot um, a while back when we were talking about pizza, mm. uh, but yeah. Going, 
But also, I have to say, I do love I do love stuff crust though. So, yeah, it's never stuff crust guy. I mean, I have a weird relationship with cheese. So, yeah. Um, moving on to wrestling topics. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. I'm not even gonna apologize anymore because, like. Um, we're normal human beings. We're not, you know, we're going to go off track at times, so. We started off track, so. Exactly. All the people that aren't watching right now, okay. We, I mean, that sucks, I guess. But, we can't apologize if you're not here, so. Let's talk about Raw. Interesting show. Because I've been trying to think what happened on Raw. I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a huge gauntlet match. I, I enjoyed the gauntlet match. Tag team turmoil, yeah. Tag team turmoil. Gauntlet match. I mean, gauntlet match and tag team. Yeah. I mean, what? Aren't gauntlet matches basically turmoil matches? Yeah, well, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more, it's like. The tag team turmoil is just putting a label on the match. That's all. I mean, that's WWE changes the name all the time because, like, they did have single, a uh, singles, um, turmoil matches, I believe, back then. So yeah, uh, it's, it's just changing. The name. Uh, I think it's like tornado turmoil, maybe. Is what they? I don't know. Anyway, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. Huh. I always love a good gauntlet match. Yeah, tag team turmoil. Which I'm a fan of the tag team turmoil matches. I'm ta- I'm a fan of turmoil matches, but I want to um bring up something that I do have a little problem with. When we started this gauntlet matches and turmoil matches and all these things, they were fun. They were realistic. They were cool. Then a few years back, who started? Was it Kofi? I believe Kofi started it. Where? He started the thing where they survive every single round, right? And then either at the end they win or at the end they lose. Then after Kofi did it, it was either Kofi or Seth Rollins that started it. Um, I would say I'll just go with it and say it was that it was it was Seth Rollins that started this kind of. Then Kofi did it. The new day did it, which was fine because of the story. Then other ta- other people did it, and it just became a thing where it's kind of losing the prestige of the whole thing of the turmoil matches, in my opinion, or gauntlet matches, is when these type of things happen, it's supposed to be cool. Because maybe this is how to push a talent. We remember when Shinsuke a few months ago. Well, we don't remember because it's like we're supposed to be forgetting one, uh, forgetting this because remember Shinsuke and Roman were almost had a feud. Then Adam Pierce, then Kevin Owens came, and then all of that. So Shinsuke, yeah. yeah. So Shinsuke won a, almost won a gauntlet match, and yeah, it basically makes the star look strong. Why do we need to make New Day look strong? I mean, yes, I do understand. 
I'm not saying New Day shouldn't have, you know, won a few rounds, but what story are you really trying to prove? Like, they, we already know this from the past gauntlet matches and turmoil matches they've survived to the end. What is, like, this was the perfect time, in my personal opinion, to push Ali and... Mansoor. Yeah. All the amount of that would have been amazing. That or which might may have been just as good. T bar and mace. They have the look. Um their gimmick and mic skills aren't that good because you have to make them have a stupid deep voice and not their use their actual voices, and I hate that because it's just dumb. Um you could have just made them go through every single person. That would have been fine. By the way, happy 9 plus 10 day. I was going to say that. 9, 10, 21. I just had to say it on some podcast. Now I'll uh, continue back on this. What was your opinion on the um, the gauntlet match? That the gauntlet match, my bad. <laughs> Tomorrow. I, at, at this point, whatever you say, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. It's basically the same exact thing. Yeah. Different name. Whatever, whatever you call it, all like no correction. Just like I'll just go with it. But um, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, um, what was the um? Oh. Um. Oh, oh, yeah. But um, MVP and Lashley won the won it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not sure why. Lashley's already champion. I don't understand why they're trying to make him a double champion. Um, I'm sure that it's just, it's mostly because, um, you know, Randy versus Lashley at Extreme Rules, they're probably trying to, you know, but it is, honestly, the highlight of that match, uh, two highlights in that match for me that stood out. This, I may be jumping to conclusions, but T-Bar... And Mace, their attack, very, very brutal. Like, this was not the stupid normal attacks where, oh, he threw him to a uh, barricade, threw him across the table, threw him against the the stairs, then hit him with the chair three times. It's not like that. They were literally did some pretty crazy spots. And it made me think, are we actually going to get a problem? A crazy new version of this like duo. Because that would be very cool. Probably not. But I do think that um, that one guy who was I don't is he still with WWE? He was with um Arthur Zapane and the Road Warriors, I believe. No demolition. Which one? Um Paul Ellering? Paul 
pulled up. Okay. Um. Let me see. Um. So. Yeah, Paul Ellering. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Paul Ellering, if he was their manager, and he helped them go to these next levels. Perfect story. I would have absolutely loved that. And my bad, it was Road Warriors. I just get the mixed up sometimes. But yeah. So, uh, the second thing that stood out that I'm sure is going to get billions of views on YouTube, I'm going to check real quick. I'm not going to check. I'm just going to say. Um, I'm just going to say it. A huge thing that's probably been talking about ever since, at least for like non wrestling fans, I guess. Um, or you know, kind of casual fans is definitely Almas and Lashley. Yeah. They had almost throw around this jack dude, basically. And almost looked so strong at this. If y'all don't make almost is um better than um Rick Cully, in my opinion. In every area. So I I'm not gonna say almost should be WWE champion anytime soon or anything. But they should definitely I feel like people would appreciate almost as champion more than Greg Khali. But at the same time, I don't think people would. I don't think almost needs the title. But yeah. So uh, the second team to be almost in styles, I believe so, is Lashley and them. Pretty cool. So, yeah, fun gauntlet. I mean, my God, fun match. I'll just say that it was a fun match. I mean, it went through the the main event. Okay, but yeah. yeah. What else? Also, yeah. Uh, um, Drake Maverick is back on Raw. Didn't he? I know he was back on Raw, but didn't he go to? Did he uh, go like have a match on NXT too? I, um, I have no idea. Maybe, but um, oh, uh, he, um, I, I think last, I, last time I think I saw him was uh with uh Cameron Grimes. I know we had that ma- that taxi match with that random guy. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. It was uh, awesome seeing uh, awesome seeing Maverick on Raw, and uh, yeah, I'm sure they could do a lot more with him. He's a great comedy character. Yeah. Um, 
Oh wait, 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 my bad. Um you can continue after. But yeah, he was on NXT. He was in a segment with Dexter Loomis. Mm. All right. But, um Yeah, like just Reggie Truth and Tazawa, like Reggie's am- Reggie is amazing. He can part he's um as I like to call him the ultimate escape artist. He can parkour out of any anywhere in any situation and get away from our truth and Akira Tozawa. But at, there there comes a time where them continuously disguising like as things and trying to cap like trying to um them they keep disguising and them trying to like uh Uh, when it it reminds me so much of um, um, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. <laughs> Basically, that's what I was thinking a while back. <laughs> it's like Wiley Coyote has tried so many times to make and schemes to try and get Roadrunner. Or like, like get him, destroy him, whatever. And then Roadrunner always knows right when he's about to like, knows like right at the right time when to get away. And it's but it's like Coyote and Roadrunner. That was funny. This isn't funny anymore. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so the thing with Reggie and the three. Amazing. Reggie was doing amazing stuff, and I'm sure they could have done more amazing stuff if they were kind of a little bit more creative with the stuff instead of two weeks straight in the park. And, of course, it's different crazy stuff, but I feel like adding Drake Maverick back into the mix, perfection. Um, He did post a... Like uh, um, him managing Arthur's of Pain. I don't know if that was a hint. Arthur's of Pain aren't coming back to WWE probably anytime soon. But I don't know if that was them trying to, you know, say that he's going to Raw or whatever. But still very cool. Um, very awesome. But I'm, but yes, and everybody's going to be talking about Jeff Hardy. Is buried. I don't think he. I wouldn't say completely buried, but from the last year, he hasn't really moved up the card at all. I don't know why he's chasing a twenty four seven championship. He's way better than that. Treat him like Edge. Treat him like Randy Orton. He's a legend. But and yes, he says, "Oh, I do what I'm told every single week." I understand, but like, he should be treated like a legend. Anyways. Also, Jackson Ryker was uh, chasing the title, which made me laugh because what happened with that whole pushy Jackson Ryker thing? How, like they just they just ended that. I like I knew that this would happen. Like they were gonna push Jackson Ryker, make him beat Elias a bunch of times, make him beat a bunch of people. Then he's gonna go to um, the twenty four seven championship. I knew that they were gonna do this. And well, what what? With Elias gone, or not gone, but like Elias gone, 
and reinventing himself uh, into something new. Well, that's in plan. It's like, well, what do we do with Riker? Uh huh. Yeah, they should just. I don't. Know. I have uh, no idea what they could do to him. I think they should play on his military background, do something with it. Um, but that's just like not, not like, not like the PTS or PTSD side of like serving in the military, but like the like brutal, like high, not like brutal army tough kind of character and like make him just like, uh, like what? Like a kind of like never back down, never give in kind of character. No, oh yeah, maybe they could. That would. I mean, isn't that kind of his gimmick now, in a way, but a way watered down version? I see what you mean. But um, like, 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 start having like army colored, like army colored gear, maybe some like camo pants. I don't know, just something. You should turn him hill, make him Sergeant Riker. <laughs> That would be perfect. Or get Sergeant Slaughter to... Honestly, I would love... Like, he... Mm, I don't know. Or even or even, or even, even Lieutenant Riker. Like, if you don't want to do, like, the like instead of Sergeant Slaughter, like, L- Lieutenant Riker. That could also work. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much. Put it with, Give somebody and him a tag team, but I don't know. I, I was thinking of somebody else, but like, I I can't think of anybody. I, I I mean, but yeah, Elias was Elias. I hope they don't just give up on his character. I really don't. I really hope they don't. Which I'm scared that they're going to do. Like a few weeks from now, we're just going to get Elias playing, and we're just going to forget about it. We're supposed to forget about it, at least. I I don't know what they could um I don't like you say a couple weeks ago or a couple podcasts podcasts ago to rename him Samson. Yeah, they should Samson. Yeah, like because give him a Raven type gimmick. Cause like, cause like you, cause or for those of you who don't know or don't are not familiar with Elias, bef- in NXT who he was Elias Samson, um, then he was a jobber, and then he was a jobber, then they gave him the drifter uh, character, and they get and he was more focused. He was go, uh, people. He was um, got to the main roster, continued the drifter. Now we're here. <laughs> I have no idea what they're going to do with him, but I'm still excited. We haven't got Vinny in two weeks, and I'm scared they're going to give up with him. I don't think we got any even Maria or anything like that, so that's good. We got um, Nia Jax losing to Charlotte, thankfully. Had Shayna Baszler causing it, thankfully. 
hopefully Nia Jax versus Shayna doesn't happen in two weeks and we get Nia Jax going over because we do not need that. We need Shayna beating Nia Jax and winning that title. Like, also, a lot of people are complaining about the Johnny Jump Trip. Karrion Cross and NXT wouldn't have done this. I don't understand that. Like, I do understand. Like, Karrion Cross wouldn't do that in NXT. Like, what do you mean he wouldn't? Like, that's bad judgment to me because it's not like he was being all silly or anything during the thing. He was being serious during it and stuff. The only thing that kind of sucked, and Mick Foley, Mick Foley, um, he kind of brought it up. Just why, why on earth are we getting him in that outrageous, stupid attire? Who thought that looks good on him? Awful, awful attire. But yeah, he squashed him. I don't know what happened in the women's division. I don't remember. But yeah, anyways. Uh, Charlotte and Alexa. <laughs> oh, Charlotte and Alexa. I'd rather forget about that. But yeah, we're getting Charlotte and Alexa at Extreme Rules, I believe. I don't know if that's confirmed or rumored, but I can confirm to you if Alexa wins with this gimmick, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm still hoping that I've I've told this to Kenny. I'm still hoping that she wins with it, but the like after like I'm hoping she wins it, and then once she has gold again. Like, she kind of snaps out of being this hypnotic, um, like, her winning the gold snaps her out of this hip, hip, hypnosis state, power, psychotic character, and then snaps her back into, um her, like, winning ways of being a champion and then to being the goddess. That's my hope. It's very unlikely, but that's my hope. That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, It's because, like, if, you know, she gets the title, then... If she if that happens, I'm all for it. If not, please Alex um sorry, please Charlotte win. So if she does, I would love for her to be like, Why do I need this stupid doll now? And then get rid of the doll. Then after a few weeks, she realizes she has gold and yeah, snaps out of it. I would love that. But what would I give Raw five? Wouldn't it? Six out of ten. I'd give it six and a half. They tried. It was above average. It was a above average show. Yeah, so, it wasn't bad, but 
bad at the same time, considering what happened the night before. Yeah, you ain't... um... Um, AEW puts on an absolute 10 out of 10 perfect perfection banger of a show. And then Raw's supposed to, in the wrestling world, Raw's supposed to follow that up. And it's like, nope. <laughs> if you do anything less than perfection, it's going to show. But, uh, right. yeah, next up. Uh, NXT? NXT, I didn't watch NXT, so I do know the Creed Brothers. I saw some clips. I did see some clips. The Creed Brothers, I'm excited. I love that. I love the Creed Brothers, and I love what they're doing with that group. Um, What else happened? Um, uh, What else happened? Oh, yeah, I did love the segment with... uh, the group between Johnny Gargano, Jake Maverick, and all of them, their segments are always amazing. Um, what? Mia Yim defeated Virginia Ferry. I don't know if I talked about this a few days, a uh, month. I, no, I didn't. Um, what was your name? Gomez? Not Gomez. Um, something Lopez. Who's now part of Legado Fantasma? Um, yeah, yeah. I love. I saw her a while back, and I knew what she was trying to do with the Lopez stuff. Being kind of, I don't know, but uh, she, I, I thought that was a perfect decision to make. Champa is going for Goldie. I would love for Champa to win the title down the line. Not now. This chap has been taking way too many L's. He's not, he. It's going to take a lot to make him serious. Take him serious again. Also, his his attire is it ain't bad, but it's slacking. It's slacking, you know. <laughs> it like like it's it's not a bad attire. Don't get me wrong, but the blue, the the blue, the white, the yellow, you know, it just. Like it was good when he first started to wear it, but now that he's kind of worn it a while, I feel like he needs a change in attire. Yeah, he does really. And by the way, Caden Carter and Casey Canizero, just give them the titles, please. Tag titles, I don't care, dude. They are fire as a tag. They're team. they're like the only women's tag team I really care about. And before people say, "Oh, you don't care about any NXT women's tag team match," uh, a tag team. Um, tag teams. Um, of course, I care about them, but like, I don't like if There's, they won the title. I care about the titles more, and the, uh, yeah, the amount of women's tag teams that there is. You have the champs, which are Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. You have um, Mandy Rose's people. Uh, I think. Um, you have Caden Carter, Caden, um, Caden Carter, and Casey Cadenzaro, and then you have. I think that's it. <laughs> I don't think I'm. 
Am I forgetting any? No? Speaking mm-hmm. about women um, tag team, I didn't really talk about this on Raw. I thought this was absolute trash. We got uh, Retalia and Tamina Lucy too. Um, Rhea Ripley and that other girl, Nikki Ash, which I think is absolutely horrible and they shouldn't be a tag team. And I know what they're trying to do, but it's not going to work. But yeah, moving on to other NXT stuff. Um, oh yeah, only Lorgan and them. They they got turned on by Rich Holland and Pete Dunn. Personally, I don't know why. Like I knew there's gonna be a story, you know, whatever. I don't care. I know I'm not dumb, but like, why couldn't we just have a strong faction like that? I it is my. Not dream or goal or anything like that. It is my hope to see one of the, these two things happen in the in the recent uh, whenever whenever it comes time that Samoa Joe um, is has had a decent reign and is ready to hand off the title. One, Pete Dunne as NXT champion. And two, Kyle O'Reilly as NXT champion. Both of those, I want to see. Especially Pete Dunne. But yeah. yeah. And with with Samoa Joe against Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe against Pete Dunne, those matches would be absolute bangers, I can already tell. Yeah, it would be. Um, and after that, I, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and I do understand why, but oh my gosh, I would love to see, um, people are going to be pissed for me saying this, but I don't, I don't care. Pete Dunne returning to NXT UK, because I, I don't know, I just, it just like, um, him going back as like an NXT legend just for one more short run, you know? He really didn't have a go-home type feel to his thing. Like, he didn't have the last few matches. But there's so many dream matches right now that he could go against. Dragonall versus Pete Dunne. Before people say, they fight on NXT. What, that ended in, like, disqualification or something, didn't it? I don't know. That, and it would really, like, they would have... It would be shown... Especially with the limited amount of matches that are on NXT UK we- weekly, um, it would be given the good, the right amount of time and ending um, for Dunn and Dragunov to actually perform. Exactly, and I agree. So. Definitely do that, and yeah, NXT seems like a oddly uh, satisfying show this week. But I still think they should be hyping up the new NXT a little bit more and give you more insight on it. Because I, I, I really hope it's not just a change of the arena. I really hope it's not just that. Yeah. So Kyle, Champa, and LA Knight all all are looking to become um, 
and a number one contender for the NXT title. So, looks like we're, we're, we might get a triple threat down the line. Uh-huh. So, what would you rate this week's of the NXT? It was solid. And by the way, um, Chip Waits went to a cardiac thing last week. So, of course, Presley had he's doing good. So, his family mm-hmm. and stuff. I do appreciate how they kept it secret. Like, I do appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't told until after it was done, which is good. Keep yeah. it key. Um, also, um, Kaylee Ray defeated Ember Moon as I thought she would. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because me and me and Kenny were me and Kenny were talking um, as we were when we were watching NXT Takeover Orlando. Um, we were talking about uh, Kenny asked me, "Do you think Ember Moon has like lost her edge or lost her flair?" And I was like, and I and I responded to him, "Yes," because if you think about Ember Moon when she first debuted, it was all like she was mystic. She was like, um. Like eerie omni, um, um, omnius and like, or not omnius, ominous, ominous. That's the word. Um, but it's like the the red lighting, the red contacts, the like. You know, she had like a stage presence to her, and that followed into her matches. Now, ever since she returned, yeah, she had a cool return with the motorcycle and the leather jacket and like, like taking off the helmet. But she hasn't done; she hasn't lived up to what she originally was ever since. Yeah, exactly. Like, not at all. Like. Yes, they made her a new, you know, she's a bad one of the, like, baddie or whatever. Like, that's what they tried making her, and it's not that, that's not, that's like, it's not that it's doing anything bad, but it's taking away, you know, that wild side type thing of her. Like, she's different, and that's, they shouldn't have really done that, but Ember is slow, like, I believe she had a promo. Maybe this was before and I'm just tripping, but she was like, she's t- taking a lot of losses and she's trying to go forward now at this point and stuff like that. And that's going to be hyped up. Please don't turn her heel though, because yes, Embry probably could pull it off, but it, it wouldn't work at the end. It, it just wouldn't, I don't know. So what do you give the next year? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, uh, I was just looking at what Moon responded with. Yeah, she, she was saying that. Um, uh, um, says it's been a, a rough three months and that she has lost quite a bit. She's tired of it, and she. Uh, that she took Kaylee Ray, um, it took Kaylee Ray to wake up, um, 
that loss to her to realize that she does not want to feel like this anymore. She knows what she has to do and stay tuned. I hope we're getting all the ember, like from reading that. I hope we're getting all the ember again. Going back to her roots. Yeah. So I really hope you know. But we'll see, I guess. But um yeah, uh what'd you rate NXT? Uh it was a good episode. What were you eight out of ten? At least I didn't really watch it live, I just watched the clips and yeah. It it seems like um you said eight? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a eight episode. The NXT is slowly getting back to what it was. They were going down a lot and they were like kind of crashing in it. Like it was getting stale and, and you know, like you could tell that they were producing like six out of 10, five at like six or seven out of 10 uh, level content. But now they're slowly starting to get to creep back up to um, what they were. So that's good. Yeah. And for, before people start, saying, oh, they weren't, you know, what do you mean they're going back to their old, you know, uh, basically what we're trying to say is not like 2018-17 NXT, which I don't know if they could go back to, but they're going back to a few weeks ago, a few months ago, back when we were saying, this feels like a new era of NXT, and and a lot is slowly changing, and new stars are being up here, and it feels fresh. That type of thing. And hopefully they do go back to that feeling of you can't miss this episode of NXT. You cannot. Yeah, I've uh uh I'm I'm gonna admit I didn't watch NXT either. And not because not because like it's just like I don't wanna watch NXT anymore, but it's just like um I just like um, it's like one. It's um. What? Wait. Why did? Oh, NXT was on Tuesday, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I had class. That's why. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a perfect or like that. I was like, wait, what? Why? Like, I was like, wait, why did I miss NXT? Yeah, I was in. I was in class. <laughs> but. So I have a I like yeah I have a pretty good reason of why. Yeah, good reason. Um, but yeah, I'm, and I agree with you. Like, I hope it's not just the stage in the arena. I hope it's like a completely new, um, like new. Hey, maybe even like I love the NXT top, like titles right now. Maybe we can even get new new title designs. Yeah, maybe if we're, if we're completely like changing the the NXT and like re going in a new format or a new like era, maybe it's time to um, for a, for new championship designs. I would. Help you out for that, especially. 
So, uh, AW, um, yeah, AW, we have Rampage and everything to talk about. Um, okay, so AW, good show, and Adam Cole as the protective boyfriend. I'm loving that. Adam Cole is so good on the mic, and I'm not saying he didn't like, I guess. I'm not going to say NXT hid it or WWE hid this from him, but when he, um, like when he did that promo on Karrion Cross, you thought to yourself, this man is really good on the mic. And yes, I mean, we, we never thought he was bad on the mic, but we're starting to realize this plain insight that he's very good on the mic. I feel like his promos on AEW, it made me think he is. F- like, this wasn't, like, just a serious Adam Cole thing. He's generally good on the mic each time. Even during his NXT reign, yes, he was good. But, like, that's not really a thing that you pointed out. It was morally his wrestling and stuff. You did think he was pretty good on the mic, but you never thought this man's great on the mic. Watching AEW, seeing him on the mic, it, it just made me think that. The... As yeah, as soon as the the carrying Adam Cole got the promo with carrying Cross, and that the line um, uh, where Adam Cole is like, NXT does everything they can to make you feel special. The entrance, the lights, like like all of this, all they have to do to make Adam Cole feel special is bring the freaking bell. That made me love Cole on the mic. It made me love it too. And um I just, straight up amazing. But more on the whole Man, it's just so surreal seeing this though. Like I guess we're so used to like surprise return. And not people like, you know, joining right after, you know, their contracts go up. So seeing this happen, it's like, I just saw this dude on NXT two weeks ago. How? It doesn't, it feels so weird. Adam, his promo, I I watched him do his promo. Um, Him talking on the mic, like, it, like, you could tell. You, you could tell in his body language. You can tell by the way he was talking. You can just tell that Adam is home. He's where he's supposed to be. And, like, it kind of makes NXT feels like, like, yes, he went there, was, like, took over, um, ran the place, and then, like, once he was done running the place, he left. But it's like NXT was kind of his temporary home. This, this is like where he belongs. Exactly how I felt, and like, so he knew about you know going here since December. He said, "Yeah, I'm glad he has a good relationship with Vince." And uh, by the way, Brian Danielson. It feels so crazy seeing him on AEW. But um 
and doing a promo against Kenny Omega. Like, what? We were talking about this on our podcast, I feel like, a while back, saying bro, Kenny Omega versus Kenny Omega. And, like, we were talking basically, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan. This was all the way back when Daniel Bryan was, you know, saying he wants to fight around the world and he may retire soon. This was around there. We were like, okay, so he's going to be on a part-time sketch. Well, hopefully WWE can let him go. I want to see him against Kenny Omega. I want to see him against um, some impact people, like some other, like different people, TJP maybe, um, Zack Sabretooth, different people, Kenny Omega, like I said, so many people. And seeing him actually go, like he's signed to um, AEW, so he can go wherever he wants, Ring of Honor, whatever. And that's amazing to me. And yes, he has a great relationship with Vince, which is even better, like amazing. And um, Daniel Bryan, he, if you heard that, um, I don't know, people say that, why would you go to AEW when you're in WWE, the world's biggest company? And AEW, they pay for your tickets, like, for your travel and stuff. They have parties after every single show. They have amazing people there. All these different things. It's not really... I feel like... I'm not going to say it's a better place for the wrestlers, because I do know WWE take care of their wrestlers. But it just seems like w, um, AEW seems like a great place to work. And people need to stop saying, you know, fame is all where it's at with WWE being the biggest company. Especially Brian Danielson, WWE let him, said, offered him a contract where he can work in New Japan. And I understand Daniel Bryan is a smart man because I'm not going to say this is the reason, but this c- could be the reason. Daniel Bryan knows that if he did end up, you know, working different companies like, like, WWE, Vince himself would choose what matches he could work. Yeah. Like, that's what they did in the 90s. They would let them go to um, Japan or whatever. Like, I believe they did that with Vader and different people like that. But they will pick what matches. Like, you can't look weak in this match or whatever like that. And they would nitpick. Like, you, can, you can't you be in this company, but you can't do that. You go to Mexico, be in AAA, but you... Basically, they probably wouldn't let him work AEW, Ring of Honor, all these different companies. Only, like, New Japan and AAA, probably. So he knew that to prevent all of this, I- I'm just going to um, go to a whole other company. Like, Frick. Um, let me say Frick. Knowing Tony Khan, amazing guy, that guy probably would have let, um, well, this would never happen. That guy would probably even let um, Daniel Bryan have some matches in WWE, which... 
I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Tony Khan, he's a very cool guy. I'm not saying um, that would ever happen. And people, I've seen people say, Daniel Bryan is so unloyal to WWE. He has wrestled almost everyone there. What else is there in WWE for Bryan to do? But yeah. So basically, I enjoyed AEW is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and it's like, once Brian lost the match against Roman for the, and it's like, you have to leave SmackDown. It's like, well, once Brian was off of SmackDown, what is he going to do? Go to Raw and become WWE champion? Again? Go to. People actually wanted that too. (laughs) Go to NXT and become NXT champion? Like, as cool as it would for Brian to face NXT talent, it seems such like a... As cool as it would, it seems such, like, limited potential. There's There's only so many guys who are dream matches. Once all those dream matches are up, what's really left for Brian there? Not much. Yeah, I mean, there's way more dream matches in AEW than there was at WWE. Yes, there's a bunch of dream matches in WWE, but I'm sure Brian has faced at least most of those people. People might be like, "What about you know Edge versus Brian?" Yes, they faced in 2010 like multiple times, and the Triple Threat. So different matches like that. I mean, he's faced basically everyone almost. So yeah. I really did enjoy AEW, and I'm glad CM Punk is having a feud with Team um, Taz. So, what else happened with AEW? I don't remember. I'm just going to highlight. Oh, yeah. Um,. Uh, AEW pulled an ECW move. <laughs> and what was that? Uh, they're, um, they replayed a botch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know why they kept this crap up. Okay. You know how WWE does the live things to um, everyone? They do the live things where, you know, they show what's on TV. Show us in person. AEW does the exact same thing at times. AEW replayed a freaking terrible botch. Kept it up for hours. Like, I hope they um deleted that and nobody. I'm surprised nobody is like posting this because I thought as soon as the, uh, yeah, AEW is going to get a lot of backlash. He basically, <laughs> uh, who did, who was he hitting? He was hitting Dustin Rhodes. Asked, um, sorry, Malachi Black. He hit the um, what was it? What's his? Who's his um finisher name? Black Mass. Yeah, Black Mass. He hit, uh, I, all right. I was making sure because I didn't know what they call it in AEW. So, um, he hit it. He hit the Black Mass, and he basically softly hit um the the elbow. Sorry, the uh the arm of Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> it was horrible. Why would they replay? If you're going to replay, 
Just do it from a different angle. Dude. <laughs> like, it was like, we we me um me Kenny TJ KP we we're, we were all in the chat first of all there was um there's an ad they showed us that was completely cringy and outdated that completely t- it was it was bad then this happens right after you're already you're already pissed off about one thing, and then this happens, right? I just I just kind of sat back and just like watched because, um, like I just I, like I didn't like there was nothing really I could add or like, um. Would would have been like, I don't know, but it's just like. So there's nothing I could really add or say that, during the conversation. So I just kind of sat back, but. <laughs> uh, TJ and KP were were, like. Try not defend the ad, but just like, cool you off in the wrong way. <laughs> They yeah they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and, and it's just like, well, and so why I kind of sat sat back is I agreed with you that it was outdated and cringy, and so did KP. But um, they were all like, "Why do you care? Why does it matter? All that kind of stuff." I'm just like, I'm just gonna sit back and watch this. <laughs> I'm not gonna get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what would have happened if I gotten involved. So, and pro, pro, probably I would have said, said something and got it, and had it turn on me. So, probably. I was just gonna like, I'll just, I'll just agree with Kenny and then just dip <laughs> or just like sit back. But anyway, um, yeah, replaying a botch. Especially a botch like that, not your, not your wisest move, AW. <laughs> That's probably the dumbest move you've made yet. Yeah, yeah, by far. Why, why? But also, what else is there to talk about in AW? I'm sure there's a bunch. Uh, oh gosh, um, what was it, Jamie Hater? Something like that versus Ruby Soho. Mm. I'm like I didn't watch really the match. I didn't really watch AEW live because um, um I was doing some things. I but yeah I did rewatch some a lot of it, and I Jamie Hader. She I'm not saying she's a stiff wrestler, but she, her some of her shot like some of the moves she was doing looked so stiff. And I knew it wasn't like, you know, they were actually fighting or anything. But you could have fooled me. If you're a new wrestling fan and you're watching this crap, it looked amazing. So, uh, like her throwing her into the ropes multiple times, it looked like a shoot fight. But, yeah, I would give 
AEW nine out of ten. Oh yeah, by the way, Rampage. Um, what happened in Rampage? Um, um, Andrade beat Pat. Um, by hitting him with like, what did he do? He turned on. Yeah, he hit him with the um. Basically, Andrade beats Pat with the help of Chavo. I don't know what he hit. Um, to be probably his finisher or something. I hadn't watched it, obviously, because we were doing this podcast. We weren't doing the podcast at the time, but you get the point. I was getting ready for it. And yeah. then he, he turned, for some reason, poor freaking Chavo got punched in the face by um, Andrade after. Yeah. Yeah, and then Pac um, put the brutalizer onto Chavo. <laughs> Just a little bit of an insult to injury. But, man, poor freaking Chavo doesn't deserve this crowd. Um, Sting, Maybe. or not Sting, Sean, Sean Spears attacked Darby Allen from behind while Tully Blanchard distracted Sting. I'm probably the number one weirdest booking. Weirdest booked wrestler, Sean Spears, made an impact in AEW by botching a thing because I don't know if they used the wrong chair or something like that. And he actually, like, made Cody Rhodes bleed. Then Cody Rhodes beat him. And uh, Cody Rhodes beat him. Then we got... Uh, basically him having random matches, winning or losing some. Then he, uh, he had that whole gimmick where he was looking for a tag team partner. Um, which fizzled out. Then he went back to winning and losing some matches, being on some episodes, whatever. And it's like they push and like start the push, then they end it. It's so confusing. Because of this episode, like, I really hope this is an actual feud. Because I really want Sean Spears to do something actually. Like, give him give him a real feud with Darby. Like, an actual intense feud. Please. So we don't... And maybe even have... Yeah, Darby's going to win the feud. But, make him look strong in the feud. And come out as a star. Because it's been three years... In three years, it's been like two years since his debut, and like I don't know, <laughs> he just needs to do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, like he's in the pinnacle, but ever like, since, like he's in the pinnacle, huh? It's like they're slowly forgetting about pinnacle, and I hate that. But it's like they're, they're like he's in the pinnacle, but ever since. Ever since um, the inner circle and pinnacle have kind of the focus has been on Jericho and MF or MJF, um, the focus is zoomed in on them and kind of taken away from the groups. Um, everyone else is kind of doing their own thing, and that's left Spears in a role to just. Do whatever, which 
is great, but also not much is happening. So he needs, yeah, I he needs a feud. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Uh, then we we got uh, Ruby Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, and Ryo Aria, right? Yeah, Ryo. I think yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, defeating Rebel Doctor Britt Baker and Jamie um, Hader. Uh, after Soho hit Rebel with the Soho kick. Yeah, well, that's very cool. <laughs> so, okay. The, oh, my gosh. I love Ruby Riot and Ruby Soho uh, as a wrestler. But why, why is her moves always named something so generic? I don't get it. Oh, like the like Soho kick or the Riot kick? Why? Exactly. Yeah, like, I get it. It's like, okay, you're, you're it's your kick, and your the kick is your. It's after it's named after you, but like, at least like, at least Brian was a little bit cre- like with Daniel Bryan, like he turned the LaBelle lock into the Yes lock. That was creative. It's yeah, and then he turned it back to the Bell lock. Yeah, well, after he dropped his yet yes and was the new Daniel Bryan, he he had to. Yeah, then he kept it back when he went to a baby face. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, but, uh yeah. Also, I'm going to, um, by the way, I'll give AEW like a 9 out of 10 uh, for this week. Rampage and everything I up. But let me just talk a little bit about people saying AEW copies WWE. How? So, for starters, people are comparing the Miss MJF. Oh I, my goodness! I don't even know how. If you really want to do this, you would have to compare compare every single talker in the business, basically. Um, it's like this has been going on since the eighties, seventies. It's always okay. been. That's just okay. uncomparable. Not even this. I'm sorry. This may be the stupidest comparison I've ever heard. But um, the next one I'm about to say. Um, so before I say it. Um, okay. So. Basically, people said Arch Cassidy is a copy of Roman Reigns because he has a Superman punch. So they're saying he copied the finish, I mean, the signature of Roman Reigns. This makes no sense because Roman Reigns didn't invent the freaking Superman punch. Okay, first of all, if anything, the Superman punch has been used since, like, UFC. 
Superman punch has been here for like decades. What are you talking about? The, 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 yeah, like I'm sure people in WWE have been using it like for, for so long, but the most prevalent like place I've found it is UFC. First of all, that's the first thing. Second of all, the, so because Orange Cassidy has the sa- has a similar or slash same move as Roman. They are alike. Mm-hmm. You know what? I could easily say WWE is copying WCW because the spear was invented by Goldberg, right? Roman Reigns has the spear as a finisher. It's so stupid. Gerald Briscoe invented the Superman punch, by the way. Gerald Briscoe. So, um, um, or not congrats, but shout out to Gerald Briscoe for inventing that move. But, Moves get used and repeated so many times in wrestling and sports. It's like anyone who does not have a creative finisher anymore, I kind of like, not diss, but it's like, can't you think of anything yourself? You know, like. It's like, oh, what's his finisher? Super kick. What's his finisher? Clothes on. What's his finisher? Spear. What's his finisher? German suplex. Like, is there no creativity anymore? Yeah. In a way, I yeah, because in different situations, for an example, the whole Dolph Ziggler thing, uh, uh, Kim Shamrock said, you know, if nobody's imitating your move, then your move isn't good. Something like that. And... With the super kick and the zigzag, I maybe it's definitely been used before, but it wasn't popular. Like freaking Dolph Ziggler very much popularized this, uh, the zigzag, and he used that for years as finisher. And now it's like he's one week the finisher is the zigzag, the other is the super kick. Who knows anymore? I mean, I mean, heck, he he. Um, he copied the Famouser from, um, Billy Gunn. Yeah. It's, it's like, everyone recycles wrestling moves, because it's like, it's pretty rare if you have a complete, if every single move in your move set has not been used by another wrestler. That's just, that is pretty much impossible. Yeah, it is. And I know they say imitation is is the finest form of flattery, but I, I just like, you know, I just like having someone with a completely like finisher that like is completely theirs and they've come up with a it themselves that's 
like I like that, but it but as long as like there's not many people doing the move in one place. <laughs> Canadian destroyer. We're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so AW nine out of ten. I agree. And then um Um what's the oh yeah. Smackdown? Yeah, Smackdown. So apparently Sasha Banks was backstage. Um freaking John Cena had a match after his show. I don't understand. This would get good views. I don't understand why not, but Um But yeah, cool stuff from SmackDown. Um Demon Finn Balor, Babyface Brock Lesnar, Babyface Brock Lesnar looking at Beast, um a ten man match that I did not remember. Um uh, bit, uh, Biggie, Shinsuke, Rick Boogs, and the Mysterios, Sami Zayn, Dirty Dogs, Apollo Crews, um, Otis, and and Otis. Yeah, what the Babyface oh. team won, right? Um, yeah, Biggie, Nakamura, Rick Boogs, and yeah. Um, also, props to Sami Zayn. On bringing Trey Young to Madison Square Garden after the Atlanta Hawks uh, got the New York Knicks kicked out of the playoffs in the first round. That's good. (laughs) Young got booed out the building. So, um, yeah. What else is there? Um, Seth Rollins defeated Edge. Um. That's um I believe oh and uh there was a contract signed between uh Bel Air and Lynch yeah. set for extreme rules. Yeah, um apparently Becky Lynch thinks she's Kanye West. Oh with the with the jacket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who or everyone who, or, or not, or not saying this is Kanye. Like Kanye, yes, Kanye West makes it work. Any, I feel like anyone else who like is trying to look cool brings out a puffed out jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And before people say Kanye actually was doing inspiration for this person. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's cool. Nice story. Um, but, but, uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to see if um. Uh, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that Bliss and Charlotte were confirmed for, um, Extreme Rules. I was trying to double check that. Yeah, they they were, um, wait, Bliss, yeah. I'm not sure, but what would you give SmackDown? I mean, Lesnar's a good guy, which I've always wanted to see. Demon Balor, Demon, the Demon is back. (laughs) So, dude, like, I, like, as soon as I saw that, I popped hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he um he said title. I don't think he was supposed to say title on WWE, but WWE will. What is WWE going to do to him? Suspend him? <laughs> they ain't going to do anything. Yeah, so we got um, the confirmed matches for Extreme Rules: uh, Bel Air, Lynch, um, Pre- Damian Priest, and Sheamus, Lashley and Orton. Flair and Bliss and Roman and Balor. Cards looking good. I like the cards so far. Definitely. Um, SmackDown. Mm. Honestly. I can't, I don't think I can, there's nothing that I can say bad about it. Yeah, so, what would, I mean, um, nine and a half, I'll give it. Yeah, I don't feel like it's better than AEW just because of all the stuff that happened. I would give it nine then. Like, yeah, like, like, it, like. It wasn't better than AEW, but it had no bad. Yeah. It was a strong show, but it wasn't. What was it? Well, it. Hmm. I say for Ram. I say for for Rampage. Rampage should give it like nine and a half. If we're we're scoring overall AEW, then that should give it a nine and a half. That half a point should go towards uh, the rampage show. Um. So so that gets nine and a half, and then SmackDown gets nine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, cool. I was trying to think about it, and yeah, but SmackDown wasn't perfect, but it was excellent. So. So, I guess this is this is the end. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. See you when we see you.